20-somethings who are either married or in committed relationships who say their unions are more secure and more honest because they don't believe in monogamy. I just took off my clothes and I had to do it. Talking about swinging, or as it's known now, living in the lifestyle. We're going to have to give you some phenomenal. Technically, an orgy requires a minimum of six participants. What about my three-way? This is a new generation of swingers. Waves are coming at you on Friday, Saturday, by Sunday, your nuts going to be drained. Hi everyone, welcome to Swinging Around, the sex positive podcast about swinging and sex. I'm Danny. And I'm Heidi. And this episode out, we have a different episode. We are, we've been very busy over the last couple of weeks, cleaning our house, getting it ready, finishing up some house projects, tiling, and just various house projects. And uh, we are having people over this weekend, and it is our son's first birthday. So those of you who have been with us on the show from the beginning... Um, it's already been a year, so that's kind of crazy. So we've been pretty busy getting the house ready. We're having a big birthday party this Saturday, and we have not had time to prep a proper show. So this episode is going to be a very special episode. Indeed. We've actually had some really good feedback on the episode where I read a couple of fanfic stories. <laughs> we had some great feedback. People seem to really enjoy that, and so that's what today's episode is going to be. I will be... Sitting down, cozying up, and reading some this is, sexy sexiness. This is erotic for stories. Pleasure. Erotic stories by Heidi. Well, they're not, not written. By not me. not necessarily written by Heidi, but Indeed. sexily read by Heidi. <laughs> I'll do my best. I'm I'm not a voiceover actress by any means. No, but... you can't sell yourself short. We'll edit <laughs> that part out. <laughs> okay. So now I'm going to share with you a sexy story called Fire and Ice. The author is currently anonymous. It might be something I'll be able to share with you at some point. But for now, just imagine a sexual woman married, two children, having never swung before, and this is her tale. It's called Fire and Ice. Truth is... I'd never really considered myself a very sexual person, and this story is a tale of how that changed for me. And I thought, you might enjoy the tale, because it's such a radical swing, such a departure from my normal way of being, that I thought it might inspire other shy women. We've been married for ten years, and we have two kids. But for our tenth anniversary, my husband, Ken, booked us a week at a ski lodge in Canada. The whole trip was a bit of a surprise. We've skied every winter, but usually in Utah or Colorado. Ken made all the reservations and found us a storybook bed and breakfast in a Victorian home that had close access to the slopes. We have sex about once a week, though sometimes it's true that we miss a week. I thought our passion was typical of a long-term relationship. A few female friends that I had reported similar sex lives, so I figured everything was okay. I enjoyed our sex, but it wasn't as if bottle rockets went off every time we did it. We flew into Vancouver and rented a car for the two-hour drive. The scenery was spectacular. Raw granite hillsides seemingly blasted out of the mountain for the two-lane road that alternated between mountain and ocean views. Deep, mysterious coves, islands half-seen, 
through the low-lying mist that shrouded their pine-covered shores. A light snow started to fall as the road climbed higher into the mountains. The SUV slipped a little as we rounded a few corners, but Ken didn't seem perturbed. I looked over at him, and he smiled at me and said, Sorry, I'll slow down a little. Didn't mean to make you nervous. I hadn't been nervous, not really. Ken was good at everything he did. A man in his mid-thirties, rangy swimmer's shoulders, tall and thin. I was the wimp of the family, the non-athlete who kept, who found keeping up with him a burden. I hadn't enjoyed skiing with him and had finally taken up snowboarding, really just so I could sneak different instructors and different slopes. He was as good at skiing as they get and attacked slopes with a vicious hard confidence that, frankly, scared me. We arrived at our hotel just before noon. It was out of a storybook, a Victorian house made with wide verandas, snow built up in mounds on the corners. Derek and Selma welcomed us. It seemed that we were the only guests. Our room was a bridal suite on the first floor of the hotel, double mahogany doors opening into a large bedroom with red pine floors, a king-size bed in the corner, large jacuzzi tub built into the corner. The room looked out onto the slopes. They met us with warm cocoa and a light sandwich lunch. They were probably pretty close to our age. Selma was tiny, a dark blonde with shoulder-length hair, a pretty face with a clear complexion and blue eyes, a neat accent that I thought was Scandinavian, but turned out to be Finnish. She wore glasses and was slim, but moved with a grace that told me she was probably an athlete. Derek was shorter than Ken, but huge-shouldered, dark-haired, and a smile on a shy face that was handsome in a rough-cut sort of way. He looked like a lumberjack. Their little bed and breakfast had only six rooms, but they told us that this week between Christmas and New Year's was usually quiet before their busy rush. Both of them seemed very friendly and made us feel welcome. Selma was from Finland and had met Derek while he was touring Europe years ago. Ken couldn't wait to get out on the slopes and wanted all the details. Selma offered to go into town with him to sort out lift passes, and she said she wouldn't mind going up the slopes with him for the first run. There would only be time for a couple of runs before the lifts closed at three, but he was going home. I said I'd wait and would unpack. When I finished, I went downstairs to the living room and found Derek reading in a big easy chair. He put down his book, offered to make me a drink, and asked if I'd like to go out for a walk on one of the trails before Selma and Ken returned. I really felt like just relaxing in front of the fire, but I thought there'd be plenty of time for that later, so I agreed. I prepared a drink that he called buttered rum, and it gave me a quick tingle. I went out and put on my boarding outfit and hiking boots and met him in the lobby. We walked out the door into a winter wonderland. Before we left, he walked around the back of the house and built a fire inside a boiler attached to a small wooden building. He explained that the sauna would feel good in the evening, especially for Ken's sore muscles. Next, it was a large hot tub with a thick cover over it. I could see wisps of steam escaping, so I figured it must be kept hot. He led the way to a trail that wound by a stream that was still full of rushing water. Ken explained that the stream wouldn't freeze until late February. The walk was a good challenge, and we chatted as we walked. He and Selma had been married almost as long as we were, and they had bought this house two years ago 
when Derek had decided he wanted to retire from stockbroking. He said he'd made enough money for the two of them to live up here. He had a small construction company that generally did half a dozen, dozen projects in the spring and summer, and he was an instructor at the local ski and snowboard school. He had a good voice, deep and competent, and I enjoyed talking to him. He seemed completely at home in the forest. He stopped to point out birds and trees half a dozen times, and he clearly loved the land. I will ask him why he had decided to change careers, and he told me that he had gotten to the point where his work had just gotten repetitive. He wanted something where the challenges were constant, and the mountain provided that. It was probably two hours by the time we got back to the house, and my legs were definitely feeling the stretch. My nose was red as a beacon, and my fingers and toes were chilled to the bone. We parted in the lobby, and I went up to change. While I was standing in the room, I thought about the sauna, and realized that, in fact, it was accessed by a door off the landing. So I put on my bathing suit and a warm robe and slippers and went down. The outer door was made of weathered cedar. Inside, there was an anteroom with hooks and towels. I took a towel and left my robe. The little window into the sauna itself was fogged, and when I went in, I could see anything for the first few, couldn't see anything for the first few seconds. Then I saw Derek was already there, his back towards me, a very naked back. His body was definitely thicker than Ken's and more heavily muscled. He looked even stockier naked. His butt cheeks looked very high and firm. He looked around at me as I entered and said, I'm sorry, I didn't think you'd be in here so quick. Otherwise, I wouldn't be naked. I said, it's all right, it doesn't bother me. I don't know why I said that, because in truth, it did bother me. I folded the towel under the upper bench and sat, conscious of my own bathing suit, a thick one-piece number. Derek took me at my word and sat on the bench. The light in the sauna was slightly dim, so I couldn't see clearly, but I was conscious of his legs and what nestled between them. But I couldn't really see anything. Still, the thought of him sitting next to me, naked, disturbed me. I noticed the heat as if it, as if for the first time. It penetrated my pores, and I could see prickles of sweat forming on my skin. Ken looked at me and said, Mind if I put on some water? I shook my head no and watched with interest as he rose to dip a copper ladle into a bucket of water. He had a great ass. He ladled the water under the hot stones. A flash of steam seared my lungs and I could feel my body parboil. This time he turned half towards me before he sat down and I saw his thing. It was much fatter than anything I'd ever seen before. It wasn't hard, but it was long enough that it swung a little as he sat down. I could feel sweat accumulating under my bathing suit. I pulled it away to allow it to run down my body. Derek said, I'll leave if you want to take it off. I can't imagine anything more uncomfortable than taking a sauna in a swimsuit. The point is to let all the pores be open so toxins can escape. He was right. This was unpleasant. But damned if I was going to ask him to leave. I said, no, that would be silly. I hopped to the floor and peeled the suit off. I realized that Derek was probably the first man in ten years other than Ken to see me naked. It felt malicious. I opened the door, fetched another towel, and wiped my face before I returned. Derek pretended to look the other way, but I could see his eyes on me. My tits are one of my best features. Full and heavy, they sway a little when I walk. I've often felt I was born a few centuries too late and that my body type was completely out of fashion. I have hips that start at my waist and flare into a large, firm buttocks. 
My waist is small and looks even smaller in comparison to my chest and butt. My nipples are a dark rose color and get very long when they are aroused. I mean long. They're almost embarrassing in the cold, and sometimes I wear band-aids over them in the winter if the weather's cold. I jumped back onto the bench and enjoyed the feeling of sweat coursing down my body. Derek said, Do you like to be birched? I took him. I told him I had no idea what he meant. He explained that they collected bunches of birch leaves in the fall and used them to purify the skin during the sauna. The Finns almost make a religion out of the sauna. You sort of slap the skin with them. Shall I show you? I thought, sure. He directed me to lie on my stomach. And then I felt a bunch of dry leaves slap against my shoulders, and the smell of summer forests scented the air. He continued down my back until he reached my buttocks, and then it seemed as if he increased the weight of his strokes, and I could feel my butt begin to redden. Now he was down to my legs, and then my feet. He stopped, and I said, Shall I turn over? There was a pause, he said. In Finland, they do both sides, but perhaps it would not be proper. I turned on my side, enjoying myself now, as I saw his eyes turn on me. My nipples weren't quite hard, but they were on their way. His cock, I saw, was surely a little thicker than it had been a minute ago. I lay on my back and said, If it's good for the skin on my back, surely it's good for the front. He started at my feet, and I parted my legs a little. He went up each leg separately, and then he was slapping lightly at my mound and then my tummy. When he reached my breast, I felt the slaps increase in tempo slightly. I looked up to see the leaves slap against my nipples, and saw them respond by hardening completely. When he finished, I sat up and said, Your turn. His cock was definitely more full and was standing out a little. As he lay down, I saw him adjust himself, so it fell between his legs. I started at his shoulders, and I saw his skin pinken as I slapped the branches down. When I got to his butt, I did as he had done and increased the power of my strokes until his ass was red. Then I moved to his feet, pushed them slightly away from each other, and moved up his legs. I could see his cock lying between his legs, and I made sure that my whipping reached it. I told him it was time he turn over, and he said, I'd really rather not. I was a little miffed. I said, you beat my boobs with birch leaves and now you refuse to turn over? Hardly seems fair. He said, well, yours is an innie and mine's an outie, but just give me a second and I'll do it. I was getting hotter and hotter. Sweat was now rolling down me in sheets. I couldn't last much longer. I've been married ten years. I think I've seen a few hard-ons. I was lying, though. I hadn't ever seen one like that. It was only semi-hard, but it was thick and long. It was also odd, I thought, that his balls weren't nestled in Ken's familiar burr of hair. His had been shaved and stood there, tiny and tight. I started on his chest and then moved down to his feet. His cock was the last thing I did, and perhaps angry at the feelings he had given me when I, I whipped it harder than anything. It responded by getting larger and redder. He raised his himself on his elbows and looked at me. I think you've made it angry. I couldn't help but laugh. Here we were, both running with sweat, and I had just beaten his cock with wet leaves. I couldn't take any more heat. I opened the door into the lobby area and scrubbed myself with a towel. Derek followed me and said, We're supposed 
supposed to rub each other with handfuls of snow to close the pores. He pointed to a bucket of snow in the corner and reached for a handful. My skin was so hot that the sensation of ice didn't register at first, but as the double handfuls of snow were rubbed on my legs, I began to shiver. He didn't stop, however. I felt handfuls of snow covered my breasts and stomach, and then his hands briefly grazed my mound. My nipples bent under his fingers and popped upright, and he grabbed another handful of snow and did it again, just, I was sure, to watch them poke up some more. I reached up into the bucket and did the same to him. The snow quickly chilled my hands, but I still took pleasure in the weight of his buttocks as I rubbed the snow into them. I covered his chest and then moved to his belly and then his legs. But last of all, I took a double handful of snow and clapped it on his still hard dick and balls, saying, that should cool you down. We both laughed, standing there shivering. It was funny, but the situation was so full of sensation that I wasn't thinking of sex. The snow did cool him down, too. I remember feeling a pain over dry as I watched it shrink. Then I was busy with a towel, rubbing warmth back into my still perspiring skin. We wrapped ourselves in towels and ran to the house, saying goodbye as I headed to our room. Whew, what an experience. My nerves were still stinging from the three, three sensations, and I think my mind was half a continent behind. I knew on one level that I had just had one of the most erotic experiences of my life. Back in our room, I looked at my sex. It was red, swollen, and very wet. Just as I finished dressing, I heard Ken and Selma downstairs. I put on jeans and a shirt and my way, made my way down to the living room. There they were, rosy-faced. Ken was ecstatic. Great one runs, wonderful snow. You're going to love it tomorrow, sweetheart. Selma is one hell of a skier. I said, you should go jump in the sauna. I went for a long walk and then went in. Selma said, that's where I'm headed. It'll prevent your muscles from shortening. Ken went to change while I went for a seat in the living room. I found that Derek was stoking the fire and had already prepared me a fresh drink. I heard Ken open the door and wondered whether Selma would be wearing a bathing suit. Derek came and sat down and looked at me. She never wears a bathing suit. I took a drink. It was nearly an hour before I heard them come back in. Derek and I were talking about the relative merits of boarding compared to skiing. He had switched to full-time boarding a year ago. I confessed that I had switched because I didn't like competing with Ken, and Derek laughed. He offered to give me a lesson the next day. I think you'd be fun to board with. I personally think boarders have more fun than skiers. Ken came down a few minutes later, and Derek prepped him a drink. We arranged for dinner later, and I excused myself, saying I felt like a nap before dinner. I undressed and slipped beneath the sheets, and had nearly dozed off before I felt Ken slip in this bed beside me. I felt him cradle me and turn me in his arms, lifting my face to his lips. I reached around, cupped an ass cheek, and felt little lines as though he had been lightly beaten. I said, did she beat you with birch leaves? He pulled back a little but said, yes. I lifted on one elbow. Me too. He looked at me and said, let me see. He lifted the sheets back and rolled me over. He said, nice. I did the same to him and traced my hands over his cheeks and then down his thighs. I lifted his cheeks slightly and then touched the back of it, of his balls with one finger. His skin felt very warm. I pushed him over. Did she beat you here too? I traced my finger over his cock and watched it stiffen. His little hole was slightly red, and a drip of pre-cum oozed out of the top. He said yes. There, too. Did you have erotic thoughts? I lifted his cock and put the head into my mouth and sucked the pre-cum. It was smooth and slightly salty. 
He lay back and I took it out of my mouth. Tell me about your thoughts while I do this. I put him back in my mouth and took him deep inside, playing on the bottom of his shaft with my tongue. He said, in halting words that he had gotten very turned on and had been embarrassed, especially when she asked him to rub snow onto her skin. I had thoughts of holding Derek's cheeks in my hand, and I felt moisture gush from deep inside. I moved my leg on top and fitted him into my opening and slid down. I leaned forward so that my nipples touched his chest and then his face. He took one beneath his teeth, and I said, Did you want her to do this? I slid up and down, and he moaned and said, No, that's for you. I said, Not even a little bit? Did you want to take her in your mouth? I clenched myself, and I felt him stiffen, and then he said, What about you? Did you get hard? I said, No, not at first, but when I beat it, did he get hard? I said, No, not at first, but when I beat him, he did. With the leaves, he did. Did you want to suck him? Not until now. Now talking with you about it makes me want to suck him. I could feel him getting tighter, and I leaned back and grabbed his balls around the top to stop him from coming. He reached up and said, I love your tits. Did he love your tits? He didn't say, but he rubbed snow into them twice and watched my nipples pop up. I would have liked to have seen that. I think I'd like to watch you fuck him. Do you want to watch me fuck her? I asked. I'd like to fuck her too, he said. I leaned forward, allowing the fantasies to play in my mind and felt my orgasm swell. Then I was riding him hard, and his hands were grabbing my hips as he plunged into me, filling me with his cum. After that, it was over. I lifted myself off him and watched it drip down into his belly. You came a lot. You must have been very excited. I collapsed onto his chest, and he murmured in my ear, I love you. I've never heard you talk that way before. I said, It's just bed talk, you know. I'm happy with only you. We walked down for dinner at a small French restaurant. The center of the town was a no-vehicle zone, and all the trees had been wrapped in blue twinkle lights. The snow was falling lightly as we left, and we walked through the town, looking at all the yellow-lit store windows. We were feeling relaxed and romantic by the time we arrived back at the house. As we passed the dock on our way to our room, I saw Selma slip into the hot tub and saw her wave. I opened the door, and she said, You should join us. It'll make you sleep better. I looked at Ken and said, Want to? He grinned at me. Sure. We undressed and slipped into our terry cloth robes. We arrived at the tub just as Derek was, Derek was joining Selma in the water. I was glad that Ken hadn't seen his cock. I realized that Ken's was probably a little longer, but Derek's was probably twice as big around. I laid my robe on the bench and slipped into the water. We sat and talked about dinner, the town, and their life. There was nothing sexual in the air, and I've got to say I was a little disappointed. We stayed for perhaps half an hour before the heat started to get to me. Selma was the first to climb out. The cold air was enough that her body steamed as she rubbed herself with a towel, and I studied her. She was tiny. I don't think she was quite five feet tall, and everything was in perfect small proportion. She had a compact, muscular physique of an athlete, small boobs with dark nipples, almost no areola, tight little butt, strong arms and shoulders. When she turned to face me, I th saw that she had shaved all of her hair. She wrapped herself in a robe and sat on the bench. I was next out. I could feel everyone's eyes on me as I scrubbed myself. I felt slightly slutty as I bent over with my back to Derek, sure that he could see a little bit of my slut, Selma said. 
Ken said you had beautiful boobs. He was right. They're really pretty. Thanks. Sometimes I think they're too big. They get in the way. I wrapped myself and we watched both of the boys get out. Both of them had slight chubbies, but neither was erect. Everyone was wrapped in their robes, and we helped back to we helped put the top back on the hot tub and said our goodnights. Later, when we were in bed, I said, "She has a pretty body." Ken laughed and said, "So does he. His cock is about as big around as a coke can. Do you think it would fit?" I lifted the covers to see that the thought obviously aroused him. I said, "I have a pretty big mouth." I took Ken and slipped him inside. See, there's room here. I opened my mouth wide around his cock before engulfing him. Before I put him in my pussy, I said, Do you think he'd fit here? I leaned back and said, See how many fingers you can put in there and tell me how many fingers he'd take. I felt him start with two, and then he was turning his hand around and adding more. He had four inside now, and I could feel myself stretching. He said, There, I think that would do. He started moving his hand in and out, and I felt myself gush with moisture. Then he started talking about how he'd like to see that thick cock parting my lips, how he'd like to lick my clit as he watched it slide in and out. And then I was coming, wrenching waves that seemed as if they wouldn't stop. When he pulled his hand out, I went down on him, tickling his balls, squeezing them the way that he liked until he shot down the back of my throat. We woke up early the next morning, and Thelma had a raisin roll baked, hot from the oven with strong coffee and juice. We bundled up and headed for the slopes. Derek said he was going to give me a boarding lesson, and Selma announced that there was a new run she wanted to try with Ken. We kissed our goodbyes at the lifts. I worked hard that morning, harder than I'd ever worked snowboarding, but Derek was a great teacher. He worked in subtle ways, putting a hand behind my knees, adjusting angles, canting my hips, showing me smoother transitions, and getting me to follow him down the down, turning to critique my every move. By the end of the morning, I felt I had never boarded better, and we had sandwiches and red-hot wine at the top of one of the lifts. Then he took me on to the more difficult slopes. He was a creature of grace and authority on the slopes. At the top of one of the lifts, he, he took me in his hand and rubbed off on me. At every stop, he would tell me how well I was doing, and he was right. I was boarding with him in a whole new league. We took our last run at three and headed back to the house. I was bone-weary, but it was an accomplished weariness. I felt physically proud of myself, which was a new feeling for me. He had banked into the sauna in the morning, and I stopped to add a few logs to open the draft. He said, Sauna in 15? We took our gear into the lobby and hung the ski jackets in the wet room. We were both wearing silk long johns, that left little to the imagination, though to tell the truth, I was feeling so exhausted that I really didn't notice much. I shrugged on my robe, aware of the deep chill in my bones. My legs were covered in blue goosebumps, their flesh cold to the touch. I was the first in the sauna and immediately put a ladle of water on the hot stones, relishing the wave of steam that washed through the air. A few seconds later, and Derek was there, he said, You did so well today, I could tell how hard you were working. You made great progress. He was standing there talking to me, quite unconscious now of his nudity, his fat cock flaccid and small. He noticed my glance and chuckled. Cold has quite an effect. He threw on a ladle of water and steam swirled. We sat there and chatted, and I felt the heat begin to revive me. He left the room to fetch the birch bundle. 
I was already sweating now, but I looked forward to the gentle lashing. He was nearly finished on the back when I heard voices in the sauna door open, and I felt the chill that Selma and Ken's bodies brought into the sauna. They seemed happy as clams, chattering about their rungs. Ken came over and kissed me, asking about my day, and then they sat down at the end of the sauna. Derek added another shot of steam and told me to turn over. I was conscious again of everyone's eyes as he slowly swished the branches up and down my body. I was afraid he was going to miss my favorite part, but then I felt the branches caress my nipples and then felt a harder sting. I heard Selma laugh. Dare, you've lost your technique. Give that to me. He handed her the branches, and she started all over again, but this time I felt my skin sting. When she reached my boobs, she continued, and I could feel my nipples standing proud. There, she said. I felt her fingers on my nipple. They're so long. I love them. I sat up and looked at Derek and Ken. Both their cocks were lengthening. I said to Derek, Your turn. He lay down, and I applied the branches with a will and had him rosy in no time. I looked at Selma. Do you approve of my technique? She smiled. You're not finished yet. Turn over, Derek. He did, and showed us a very thick cock. I started at his feet and didn't pause when I got to his cock, and whipped the branches over his balls and now stiff cock. Selma said, that's a good job. Got all that circulation going. She motioned to Ken. Your turn now. She lay face down on his howl, and Ken made her skin glow. Derek and I, in the meantime, reached our heat saturation point, and we went into the lobby to rub snow into each other. This time I took a more lingering pleasure in rubbing his body, and rubbed handfuls of snow between his butt cheeks and into his balls. I took another double handful and cupped it around his cock. But this time it didn't seem to make a difference. The snow melted and ran off his raging heart on. I looked up at the sauna door and saw Kent's face. I winked at him, curled my fingers around Derek's cock, and squeezed. Derek looked over at the window, and as I did so, I saw Ken's smiling face. Sorry, I should have asked first. Derek smiled. That's okay. It looked as if Ken didn't mind. I stood and waited for him to rub snow into me. This time my body was looking forward to the cold caress of the snow. He scrubbed handfuls into me, and this time, when he cupped a handful around my mound, I could feel one finger slide between my lips. No, we talked about it in bed last night. Derek laughed. That's so funny. We talked about you guys, too. Selma is dying to play with your titties. Go look and see what they're doing. I stepped in the window and saw Ken lashing Selma's tits. I looked more closely and saw that his finger was between her legs. He's fingering her. We toweled and I went into our room. Fifteen minutes later, there was a tap at the door. I expected Ken and was surprised to see Selma dressed in her robe with a pot of cream in her hand. I came to rub this into your muscles, otherwise you will have cramps. You must also drink a quart of water. She went to the closet and returned with a folding massage table and towel. She patted the surface and told me to lie down. I heard the rough, side of, the rough slide of cloth and moved my head to look at her. She had slipped out of her robe and was standing naked beside the table. She started on my back, and I think I went into oblivion for the next few minutes. I hadn't realized how tight and sore my back was, but she was good and worked my muscles until they were soft. When she reached my butt, her fingers dug deeply into the muscles. I felt her pulling my ass cheeks aside, and she worked down to my inner thighs. I'm glad you guys don't have any hang-ups about nudity. Some people are very close-minded. 
Well, I wouldn't exactly call us liberal, but it was a lot of fun being naked in the sauna. You have a really beautiful body. It's very feminine. She traced her hands down my waist to the inside of my thigh. I've always felt too big. I think I always wanted to be slim and small like you. Do you know that in India they believe there are three kinds of women and that they, and that they distinguish them by the size of their yonis? What's a yoni? I asked. Their vaginas. Turn over, please. I did so and looked at her. She had moved down my feet and bent one knee up, rubbing the front of my calf as she spoke. They call them deer, mares, and elephants, and they believe that men and women should be matched to achieve sexual happiness. We are not nearly so sensible in the West. In the West, we seem to worship the idea of small yanis and huge lingams, but the reality is that a mismatch is not good. She had moved to my thigh and then put my leg down and worked on the other leg. What do you mean, I asked. She moved up to the top of the table, and I looked into her eyes. Well, I couldn't help but noticing Ken's body, and of course yours. She started massaging my breasts, something that I really loved. She would lift each breast and then swirl her palm over my nipple and massage the whole tit. It felt wonderful, and she seemed determined to keep on doing it. I relaxed. You like that, don't you? Oh, I love it. Well, I, for example, am a deer. I am, as you can see, small, and my yanni is small, too. Derek, on the other hand, as you saw, an elephant. To tell the truth, sex can be very uncomfortable for me. It's best when I'm very relaxed, or have had a little bit too much to drink, or have smoked a little grass. But even then, for example, my mouth is just too small to get him inside. It's not that we have unsatisfying sex life, but I know it's not ideal. But I love him. I love him so much. He is large. I don't think I've ever seen anyone so thick. Of course, I never discussed this with Derek. She was pulling my nipples now, stretching them as she massaged the body of my breast. I was starting to get turned on, and she was still playing. Your nipples are too much. Do you mind? wasn't sure what she was talking about, but she had a towel and was rubbing the oil from one nipple, and then she slipped it into her mouth, and I felt her tongue on it, sucking and rubbing. The sight of her little mouth sucking me made me wet, but she came up for air and laughed. Thank you. She resumed her massage, leaving my breasts and moving to my stomach. I think that Ken is probably either a deer or a hare. Probably a deer. I could feel her hands on my thighs now, and then one knee was up and she was stroking my lips. Most women with generous yonis have lips that are outies like yours. My pussy lips are a little big, I always thought, and they stick out maybe half an inch. I could feel that moisture had slicked my opening, and now she was rubbing it into my lips, hovering around my clit. My breath had started to shorten. She continued talking. Your lips are so much fun, just like your nipples. They're so rich and luxurious. I've never had my pussy talked about like that, and my hands were starting to grab onto the sides of the table. I bet you're an elephant. Shall we see? At this stage, she could have announced that they were we were leaving for Mars on the next shuttle, and I would have agreed. I felt a finger inside, and then two, and then she was rolling her tiny hand around, and I could feel her knuckles. I felt her hand inside me, and then it was moving in and out. You see? I knew. You're the perfect size for his cock. I started coming, and she kept on moving, and I thought it was over, but then it had really just started, deeper and more moving than anything I had ever felt. 
She withdrew her hand and rubbed it over my breast. I looked up to see it, shiny and wet. Then she moved her head once more to my nipple, and I felt a mini quake between my legs. She said, I've got to tell you, I'm really excited about Ken, too. I can only imagine what it would be to have him in my mouth, his whole cock. Imagine! And then sex, being able to get on my knees without fearing that my stomach was going to rupture. She paused. Do you like anal? I said, not really. She laughed. I guess you've just been deprived, but surely Ken is the perfect cock for it. I couldn't even let Derek near there. She grabbed a towel and rubbed off most of the oil. There, I think that will help your muscles a lot. Maybe after we have dinner and before we get into the hot tub, I'll rub Ken and you can do Derek? I looked at her and said, I haven't been with anyone else since we've been married. Of course, I don't know about Ken, but I suspect it's the same for him. We don't cheat either, and if I hadn't seen you two, mismatched in the same way that we are. She put her hand on my arm. Not that it means anything. I don't want you to think it means anything. I mean, it's just old Indian folklore, really. She paused, though I suspect it's true. Do you ever orgasm with Ken inside you? I looked at her. She seemed so innocent and trusting. No, I don't. He's very good with his tongue and fingers, though. I'll bet you'd come with Derek inside you. Elephant men go a long time, and sometimes it's just too much for me. I have to pull him out and stroke him and lick him. She folded the table and laughed and I lay down. My mind was a whirlwind. As I, as I said at the beginning of this, I thought Ken and I had a good sex life. We had a solid, slow passion that kindled our love. I wouldn't trade our relationship for anything. Was it possible to give in to these sensual delights without harming the fabric of our relationship? I fell asleep, and when I woke, Ken was under the covers with me, his hand cradling one of my breasts. I rubbed my butt against him. I felt him respond and turned into his arms. Hey, lover, he grinned back. Hey, hey yourself. Did you have fun today? Yeah, I did. I'm about ready for dinner. Selma's cooking. Can you smell it? I could now that he mentioned it. A rich burgundy stew smell overlaid with fresh baking bread. Did you have fun in the sauna? I saw you fingering her. Was she tight? Tiny. I don't know how Derek gets into that big thing in there. Gets that big thing in there. It is big, isn't it? I reached down and felt that Ken was hard and moved my fingertips up and down him. You know you're all I want. Yeah, but I'd still like to see that thing in you. I rose on one elbow and looked into his eyes. Do you really? He nodded. You don't think that would bother you? Would it bother you to see me with Selma? A little, but it would be exciting too. Especially if I licked her pussy a little while you were inside. He shuddered. Mm-hmm. She wants to, you know. Really? She said so? Yep. Let's go to dinner. Dinner was as good as it smelled, and afterwards we went for a walk through the village. Selma took my arm as we followed the boys down the brick paths. A light snow was falling again, and I could see it on the fur of my coat and in Selma's hair. You talked about it, didn't you? She said. I grabbed her arm. Yes. I could tell. Ken keeps looking at me funny. Derek is excited. Why do men get so excited at the thought of watching another man fuck their wives? Derek had been all over me since I mentioned that you might be interested. Aren't you worried about how this might affect your relationship? It's better that you live so far away. We've never done this before. I guess I think the risk is worthwhile. I think I want you to have Ken and put Derek's cock in my mouth, and maybe the three of you could make love to me, so that it seems more like something we all shared. I'm getting wet just talking about this. How do we do it? Let's have a hot tub, and then we'll do massage on the boys. I kept on seeing er images of Derek's cock, and of course Derek's butt. 
Derek's lips, his smile, his butt, his cock. The walk seemed to take forever, and when we got back, it only took a few minutes for us to get into the hot tub. Selma moved over to Ken and started rubbing his shoulders, and I did the same for Derek. I made sure that he felt my tits rubbing up against him, and then I slipped around front and brushed my hand down his leg, grazing his erection. I sat on his thighs, looked into his eyes, and arched my back so that my tits came out of the water. So you want to fuck me? He laughed and said, yes, very much. Okay, you can start by sucking my nipples. He bent down and did just that. I relaxed into the sensations and looked at Ken doing the same to Selma. It was by common agreement that we got out of the tub and toweled each other dry, and then we headed into the living room. Selma disappeared and then reappeared with a king-sized thick comforter that she spread on the floor in front of the fire, and then she laid down towels for each of the boys. We started at their shoulders, but I was soon working on Derek's cheeks, reaching in and tickling his butt, feeling that place between his cock and his balls where you could feel the hard shaft disappear into their bodies. I bade him roll over and took my first good look at his cock, up close. The vein on the back of his cock was as thick as a crayon. I could only imagine the floods of cum those big balls would produce. I leaned down and traced my nipples over his cock, watching it jump as my nipples bent over his glands. I opened my mouth and took the head inside. It filled my mouth, but I suppressed my gag reflex, and I took him into my throat. I looked up to see Selma smiling. I moved it in and out, and then licked down and took each ball in my mouth, and then pulled the skin with my teeth. Selma was doing the same with Ken, but then she broke the motion with Ken over to us. She kissed Derek on the mouth, then I smelt a small hand on one of my breasts. I can't wait to see him inside you. Let us help. I swung my leg over and felt fingers on lips, and then I felt a soft tongue. Wet cascaded down me, and I looked between my legs to see Ken put his hand around Derek's cock and lift it towards me, and then I felt Selma's hand on my hips, urging me back. I felt pressure on my lips. I moved back and felt a warm hugeness between my lips, and then he was inside me, moving slowly. I sat down and felt him all the way into my stomach. I moved slowly at first, experimenting with the fit, and then Ken was in front of me, balls leaning over Derek's face, and I took him in my mouth. I stopped moving my body, but Derek kept it going, and then he was gone, and I felt terribly empty. But soon he was kneeling behind me, and I felt him in me again, deeper this time. I grabbed Ken's balls, and then felt Selma's fingers on my clit, and I had my first orgasm. Selma's fingers disappeared, and she came around to the front and pulled Ken's dick from my mouth. She lay him on the comforter and hiked up a leg, and I saw her little pussy nuzzle his cock, and then he was inside her. Soon they were lost in their own rhythm, and I was in mine. I had thought I wanted to see him come, but then I realized that I wanted to feel him paint the walls of my pussy. So I started milking it, and soon felt him get thicker and stiffen, and then I felt it, huge pulses of cum that flooded me. Another orgasm overwhelmed me, and I was afraid that I'd clamp down on him, but he just kept on pl- plunging until my own contractions stopped. I rolled over. Selma looked as if she was coming, and I knew by his expression that Ken wasn't far behind. She leaned back and started moaning, and as she moved up, I could see his dick disappearing into her pussy. I leaned forward and put my finger on her clit. It was tiny, a little pearl of pink flesh, and when I touched it, she started coming, plunging wildly up and down on his cock. He grabbed her hips, and I could see him grimace, and then he was pumping his seed deep inside her. They collapsed in a heap, 
We all looked at each other and laughed, and Selma and I started speaking at once. I motioned her to go on. It was so erotic watching you. Me too. You two looked hot. Derek reached over and cupped a breast, squeezing it. His hands were so big, he could actually hold the whole thing. I looked down at him, and Selma scooted over. She lifted his cock and started licking it clean. I was a little grossed out, but then I thought I'd do the same. It felt different to have Ken in my mouth, but good. Selma crawled over to me and said, I want more. Push me back. I saw her face between my legs, and then she was lapping me, sticking her tongue deep inside, cleaning Derek from me. I felt her mouth cover my clit, and then she was sucking on it, and I was coming again, my nipples hard, poking to the sky. Derek and Ken shuffled over each other and latched onto a nipple, tugging and sucking at it. I thought I was going to explode, and then I did, in an orgasm that was so earth-shaking that for a moment I blacked out. I looked up to see Derek's hard dick in my face, and I turned my attention to it once more, giving him a serious blowjob. I saw Selma do the same to Ken, but then she was on her back, knees to her chest, begging him to fuck her ass. Derek heard her. Immediately, his cock started to swell, and soon it was erupting in lows of cum. I swallowed at least five times, but then I took it in my tits. He continued pumping until stringy cum was dripping off both nipples. When Derek and I recovered, we crawled over to Selma and Ken. Ken was plowing her butthole, and she looked in seventh heaven. Derek lifted her butt up to give Ken a better angle, her tiny hips looking small in his big hands. I moved to her face and talked dirty to her, asking her how she liked her, being reamed by my husband. When she became incoherent, I leaned down and covered her lips with my own, feeling her hot tongue twine with mine as she began a huge orgasm. I looked down to see that Derek had planted his face on her pussy. He must have had a bird's-eye view of her asshole being stretched. We fucked for four hours straight. At the end of it, we all crawled, exhausted, to our beds. The next morning, breakfast was delayed, but we made it to the slopes just before noon. I felt Selma at the bottom of one of the lifts, and she said she had just had a phone call from one of her dearest friends. She and her husband are going to be staying at the house for New Year's. As she caught the lift, she shouted, She's a deer. And then I heard her mutter, mother, her mutter, I think he's another elephant. And so ends the story of a couple's first experience with swinging on the slopes. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And if you did, send us some feedback. You can email us at swingingaround at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the sexy story. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find us on Twitter at swingingaround. We're on Facebook. Find us where swinging around, no G at the end of swinging. Thanks, everybody. Stay sexy and stay swinging. Break.